Hi, I'm Oki. And I'm Caddy, and this is Books, Cats, and Snacks, shout-out edition. We're doing our shout-out this time. Uh-huh, 889. Wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's a short number. I didn't go number. too far. Yeah. I didn't go too far. You don't overshoot it. I kept it more realistic this time, just for you. <laughs> well, <realistic>. thank you. <laughs> I know there's an 8 in there somewhere. Somewhere. Probably 18 or, you know, whatever. I want to welcome everyone to this episode because we missed a week. And before we get into our book shout outs this week, I just want to talk a little bit about what's happened and why we missed a whole book discussion. So first, Caddy and I read her pick, right, Caddy? Mm-hmm. Killers of a Certain Age. Killers of a Certain Age by mm-hmm. Deanna Rayburn. We really enjoyed it, actually. It was, oh, yeah, I loved it. It was a I lot of fun. It. it was like reading Charlie's Angels. So there was <laughs> like a lot Charlie's- of action. And yeah, it's like Charlie's Angels and Golden Girls like thrown in between. Yeah. Well, like, I didn't think that up. were that that old. Like I didn't I didn't get yeah. that much older. I, I felt like they were the, our mother's ages. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned uh Helen Marin yeah. being on the show. Kind of like I mm-hmm. guess maybe well Sally Field might be a little too old. They would be more of like like the captain, like the leader, the, the professor. Oh yeah, that's true. Be, that'd be more of like the Helen Mirren, Sally Field kind of role. Right. Like the, the other ladies would be the much more like the contemporaries. Like I think Michelle Yeoh, I would think of her. Well, that would be good. Um, like yeah. you, I think you mentioned Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett like would of be a that nature. Yeah. yeah. Who, who I can't believe is sixty. I was like, say <laughs> what now? But she's still Tina in my head. Like I can't get over. She's that. gorgeous. Yeah. Oh yeah, she is. Yeah, she's Stella. She's Tina. Like I can't get over it. <laughs> I think Jamie Lee Curtis. That'd be yeah. That'd be one. We. Actually had set out to record the book discussion for Caddy's book. Um, unfortunately, one of my best friends, her husband, had a heart attack the week before. And the day that we were supposed to record, we had to say goodbye to him. It was very, very shocking. It was, it was really, really sad. It was very unexpected. Sorry. You know, it's not about me when this was happening, but it definitely gave me like, triggering moments when I went to the hospital to say goodbye to him. His name was Vinod Hobson, and he was a brilliant, brilliant guy. He was also a very, very caring and amazing friend. He was a great husband, a great father, because they have a four-year-old little girl, Zuzu. Vinod was pretty well-known in the art world in the Houston area. This was a big loss. This was this was a crazy thing that happened. And one of our friends made a comment, which I relate to Caddy. And it was a comment that I never thought about until she said it. And it was, we never imagined a future without him. Like, I've never truly imagined a future without a Caddy as far as the places that we want to go to, the restaurants that we want to try out, or even with the podcast. You know, I had a podcast with my mom. We also had a YouTube little channel and it was gaining some really good popularity. I was really proud of it. And we had so much fun doing it. And I never imagined not doing it with her, like doing it without her or even there wasn't a future that I thought about our show that that it would end. You know, I, I was pretty naive thinking about it because my mom was older. You know, she was she was a uh, seventy four, but I truly thought we were going to be doing this show for at least three or four years. Oki's mom is an anomaly. She like I don't think we ever will know her true age. 
<laughs> your mom is a, a character in one of the in this book killers of a certain age definitely absolutely like, yeah. absolutely your mother <laughs> thank totally you see that your mom, no and your mom yes <laughs> Malaya, right. definitely. but yeah. so we we are sorry that we didn't record killers of certain age we kind of thought about should we do a recording mm-hmm. but when my mom passed last year i think we skipped a recording to be honest i don't remember if we missed a a book discussion recording we might have missed a couple of recordings a couple of shows um when my mom passed but mm-hmm. we definitely missed this one but we decided to let's move on we did enjoy the book and I'm glad Sadie picked it, but we decided to let's just keep doing our normal scheduling. The book ultimately was about, you know, women empowerment, female empowerment and being with your best friends. And I think the true meaning of friendship. Yeah. And it was a quick read too. So it was mm-hmm. a good, fun, quick read. If you yeah. guys were wondering if the book was worth the read, I, I think it was, it was definitely worth the read, guys. Definitely read it. But I want to thank you for you guys continuing to listen to us and, you know, listen to us rant about random stuff most of the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and move on with our shout out. This mm-hmm. is where Caddy and I each pick two books that we've been kind of interested in. It's been on our radar and we don't really have a theme each time we do this, so no. it, it's kind of random, but it's kind of fun to talk about it. So how about you start with your first book, Caddy? Okay, so I'm not a big, big memoir reader. I ever, ever so often I'll shout it out when I see a good one. It's usually comedians because I love, I love comedy and I love British comedians. I seem to be more in touch with more well-known about them versus like the American ones for some reason or another. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I was born in the wrong, wrong country sometimes. Country, yeah, wrong yeah, era. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, because, you know, Kenny's a weirdo. All right. So this pick is called Strong Female Character by Fern Brady. And if you guys are familiar with Fern Brady, she is a Scottish comedian. Okay. Um, she's based out of London. And she's freaking hilarious. From her comedy that I've seen, like on on YouTube and just shows that I've seen from her, it's it's kind of more of a darker humor. She's more honest. She doesn't do like funny voices, impressions. It's just very much about her own life, and she tells you pretty much like how it is, how she feels about most things, and just kind of finds quirkiness in herself, kind of self deprecating in a way a little bit. I think my favorite bit is from her is how um, she's like, yes, I'm Scottish. You guys can tell in my voice. And she's like, my English friends are like, hey, Fern, do your talk, do your talk. And Fern's like, you mean my freaking real voice? Like, what are you talking you mean about? talk and normally? Uh-huh. And they'll do an impression of her voice and they sound like a really shitty version of Braveheart. And she's like, when have <laughs> I ever sounded that way? Like, what is wrong with you guys? And then, so, <laughs> you know, I just think that's funny because they're like, you know, it's full on. She's like, seriously? Really? I hate you guys. <laughs> just check her out on YouTube. She's, she's great. She's hilarious. So I do have a little uh, little synopsis here okay. um, about the book. Like I said, she's Scottish. She comes from like a working class background. So she talks a lot about that, you know, just um, her and her family. She wants to tear up any assumptions of what you think autism looks like and how a woman with autism should be. So she talks about this a lot of her comedy about how she's autistic. And she's just trying to break, you know, break down walls of what you what your impression is of how if any don't want to be limited essentially and this is a quote she's interested in she is not the quintessential quote-unquote manic pixie girl like the cute yeah. little flower yeah she's like that's not me <laughs> 
And she's very hardcore. Like this is, you know, she's very to the point. She's very blunt. She tells you everything about it. Like she's very, she's an open book, if you will. Like if you know her, it's to know everything about her. Her book is her honest and raw depiction of her life and talks about issues of sexism and neurodiversity, which is sure to give everybody the ass kicking that they need. So I, I'm really curious. I really want to read this because she's just, just hearing her on stage. I can only imagine her own thoughts put into like written text, which is probably <laughs> just making me myself laughing the whole time. And just to get a little bit, I'm sure she's going to go a little bit more into her background, which she already, she already kind of does already. So you right. feel like you know her, but you know, to get even more in depth would be a good, a good time. So one more time, it's called Strong Female Character by Fern Brady, 288 pages, and it was actually published February 14th of 2023, which I think is hilarious that she did it on Valentine's Day, because she <laughs> herself, this is a, a real bit that she says, because she herself hates the thought of marriage. She thinks it's disgusting. She uh-uh. doesn't like the thought of everyone getting up and saying how wonderful their, their partner is. Like, you make me a better person. You make me better this. And she says in her in her in one of her stand-ups, like, how do I get up in front of people and be like, he's wonderful. He's great. He made my credit score better. Like, nobody <laughs> wants to hear that. Like they want to hear the the sunlight and right. my roses. And she's just like, no, it's very realistic. You know, we, <laughs> we improve each other like financially. There you go. You know, just think of that type of humor in her comedy. So that sounds pretty awesome. I've never heard of her before, actually. And I do love her accent. Of course, you got You got to love it. All right. So my turn for my first pick of this shout out. So this book is not out yet. It's going to be out in April. It's going to be published April 5th, 2023. It's a big book. It's 400 pages. And a lot of people actually have been talking about this book for a while. It's called Bindle Punk Bruja, which... It's a book that I think kind of caters to you, and I will tell you why in a minute. <laughs> the book is by Desideria Mesa. Okay. That's a really cool name, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So first of all, this book takes place in the 20s. So this is already definitely mm-hmm. up your alley, Caddy. 1920s mm-hmm. in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. okay. So it's about this girl. Her name's Luna Alvarado. She's a white passing daughter of a like a Mexican mother and a white American father. And she is a witch, but this isn't like a like a fantasy type book. But she's a witch, but she's in like a regular glamour 20s era regular mm-hmm. girl. But the whole witch part is like it's ancestors, her grandma. Yeah. Hence the, the the Bruja part of the mm-hmm. title. For everyone else, she's not Luna. She's actually known as Rose Lane. And she actually owns a speakeasy. So she has an illegal like bar. Oh, and wow. this book, it's it gets kind of crazy, but it looks and sounds really fun. The mafia keeps messing up her business, her speakeasy. And in the meantime, she's actually dealing with a lot of like racism and sexism. And of course, the whole ethnic heritage, the differences between her passing off as a white uh, American versus her being Mexican. Mm -hmm. I just think it sounds really, really dark, but yet fun at the same time. So Mm -hmm. there's your typical like bootlegging gangsters from the Mm -hmm. the 20s era. Yeah. Yeah. There's flapper dresses. And of course... A lot of 
the Bruja magic. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really intriguing and fun. Yeah, and that's like, pretty interesting. Like mix them all together. It's like yeah. what concoction can you throw in there and to make like it a that. really fun book? Yeah. I so that. the book is called Bindle Punk Bruja by Desideria Mesa. Hmm. And okay. back to you, Caddy. Oh, right. So my next book. So when I read this, I was like, oh, my God, I need to read this book now. I need it to be now. But it's, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't come out till March 14th, which be a few days from this recording. It's 352 pages. And it is called Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers. Oh, by Jesse Q. Sutanto. You've right. you've picked her book before. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. another one of the books that I picked. Del M for Del M for aunties, I believe it was one of those. So it's yeah. an Asian author. So this one's a little different, and I'll I'll tell you why. Vera Wong is a lonely little lady who lives in San Francisco's Chinatown and owns her own tea shop. Okay. So her favorite hobby is spying on her grown-up son through the internet. So she loves it just being in his business. It's a mother. It's her firstborn son. She's Asian. She loves being in his business. I think you and I both know we're looking at each other like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both have older brothers. I, oh, yeah. That's another thing about me and Oki. Our lives are very parallel. Like We both are the younger sister to an older yeah. brother. Yeah. You know, we, spoiled yeah. older brother, you mean. Spoiled older <laughs> brothers. Yeah, we're the, we're the punk-ass little sisters, both of us. One uneventful morning, how she does every morning, gets out of bed, trudges downstairs to the, to the tea shop, finds a dead man in the middle of the tea shop floor, uh-uh. clutching a, a flash drive in his hand. So think about it. Like, the seven-year-old little Chinese lady sees this man, like, oh, you know, like, laying in the middle right. of the floor with it, clutching a flash drive. So she deduces that the killer will be back for this device. And she takes it and conceals it. So she's like, yeah. you know what? Somebody's going to come back for this. Like, this man was die holding on to this. Like, this looks important. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to I'm gonna keep this for myself and let the police take everything else. So she decides that amongst her patrons, that one of these people is going to come back from her patrons list. And that one of them is going to be the killer. She's going to find out who it is. And she goes, I need to find this out. Like, I need to protect myself and find out who this person is. In the meantime, she starts to talk to all the patrons. So she starts to kind of build relationships with them. And she kind of suddenly finds herself like really like falling in love with them. Like kind of finding a new purpose is seeing, you know, this person every day, seeing that person every day. How's your kids? How's this going? But then at the same time, she has to remember one of them is the killer and she needs to find out who it is. And when she does find out who it is, is she willing to turn that person in if she's already bonded with them? You know, it's the little lady, little old lady solving the mystery, of course. Of course you would pick this, yes. I, I like seeing old people solve mysteries. Like, that, that's, <laughs> just give me an old that's person all you, solving a mystery, and I'm all over it. I don't care how old, they, like, give me a retiree on a boat solving a murder. I'm watching it. Don't care who <laughs> Essentially my life. Like, that's my dream, you guys. You guys know this. Like, my dream is to grow up and be Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> like, I want to be Murder She Wrote. <laughs> that's my dream. I, you know, I made a comment the other day. I said something like, when I grow up, I want to do this and this. Kind of similar to what you just said, but something mm-hmm. harmless and fun, you mm-hmm. know, because we're a lot older now. And then somebody <laughs> goes, aren't you grown up already? Why aren't you doing that already? I'm like, shut up, man. Just <laughs> you shut your little Gen Z yeah. hole. <laughs> shut it up let my millennial mind dream so one more time it's Vera Wong's unsolicited advice for murderers by Jesse Q Sutanto so my turn 
normally I pick some sort of thriller or mystery or something. So this time, once again, I'm going a little different. I'm going down a different road this time. Maybe in light of recent events, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But this book really attracted me. The book is called The Music of Bees by Eileen Garvin. It was published April 27th, 2021, and it's 322 pages. And they said, if you love Eleanor Oliphant, it's completely fine. You would love this book. And you and I definitely loved Eleanor. Loved Eleanor. Ooh. Eleanor has a place in the heart, you guys. Oh, yeah. That one. There's a couple of books that we've started, that we've read together in this whole thing. And Eleanor is definitely one of them. Right. Yeah, definitely like, in our top five. Yeah. So. Yeah. Caddy and I have done this for a little over a year now. And mm-hmm. Eleanor is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... This book, The Music of Bees, is a debut novel, and it follows three lonely strangers in a rural Oregon town. Each character is either working through grief or or something crazy that happened in their life, a curveball that happened in their life. But they're brought together by this like local honey honeybee farm where they find friendship, um, second chances, things like that. I think this book may be along the line, like what we said, Eleanor, or even remarkably bright creatures. It's really interesting to to read about like three different people that are just kind of lost, and but mm-hmm. they cross their path at this bee farm in rural Oregon. I don't know, I always feel like if I'm ever in that situation, I would just kind of wander around just as mm-hmm. much as these characters and somehow yeah. end up on a bee farm. Mm-hmm. But I think what will be attractive to you on this part is it's a lot about friendship and compassion mm-hmm. and loss. So that kind of so it kind of goes definitely the opposite of my the previous book I pick with the bruja magic, I with the, the speakeasy. I thought you were going to say there was a kitty in it. I was like, yes. <laughs> you oh, know? oh, guys. And in the Killers of a Certain Age, there was a kitty and his name was Kevin. And that was unintentional. <laughs> I did not know that there was a kitty in the book. <laughs> I always find him, you guys. I always find him. Kevin was pretty prominent he in the book. Yeah, I mean, he they... He didn't, he didn't do anything crazy, but no. anything that they did, they definitely considered Kevin. Like, all yeah, right, how, how is he going to get through this? I know we have to get mm-hmm. through this dangerous mission where there's going to be bullets flying, but how are we going to make sure that we're okay with Kevin? Right, but like, Kevin's going to be a good spot, right? Okay, we're good. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it says here with this book, The Music of Bees, as an unexpected friendship blossoms among Alice, Jake, and Harry... And a forest pesticide company moves to town, threatening the local honeybee population and illuminating deep-seated corruption in the community. Mm-hmm. The unlikely trio must unite for the sake of the bees, and in the process, they might forge a new future for themselves. I want to read the rest a little, a little bit more because I really think this this is definitely in that category of remarkably bright creatures, I think. <laughs> Beautifully moving, warm, and uplifting, the music of bees is about the power of friendship, compassion in the face of loss, and finding the courage to start over at any age when things don't turn out the way you expect. Really cool. This Mm -hmm. list is definitely a book that I think will be a lot of fun for us to read eventually. Mm -hmm. There's a couple of books that I have in mind for this year. Yeah, that's good. So that book was The Music of Bees by Eileen Garvin. 
And that's our shout out, you guys. Yep. Some of you guys might know we originally picked to read in March, my birthday month. Mm-hmm. To read in March, I originally picked Run on Red by Noelle Illy. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it didn't feel like it clicked. I don't, I don't know what it is, but in light of the recent events, passing of Vinod, I just felt like maybe we should do a different book yeah. for this month. So I decided to change our reading to When Breath Becomes Air by Carl Kalanithi. It's been a book that a lot of people praise and rave about, and I've been mm-hmm. wanting to read this book for a long time, ever since I heard about it. It was published January 2016, and it's a short book. It's 208 pages. So I'm really excited to read this book, actually, for this month. You know, me too. I like it. I think the cover is really pretty, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay, but that's it, you guys. Thank you for coming by. And we are sorry that we didn't have an episode last week or a discussion on Killers of a Certain Age. But if you were really interested in reading it, I would definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. And right now, like we said, we are reading When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Kalanithi. And we will see you next week. Yep. Okay, bye. bye.